0: Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver, tire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Good morning, Michael. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. I hope you all are doing the same.
0: We are. And I want to start with this because obviously the lineup that we saw over the weekend with the injuries to Carlson and O'Neal and the demotion of Paul DeYoung, a lot different than what we saw and expected on opening day. Mike, do you think that this is sustainable with these young guys?
1: Yeah, I think it is. Um, You know, they they do the basics really well. And they're seeing a variety of different pitching. Uh, And I'll I'll tell you... um, Brendan Donovan has just done a real interesting job playing right field. Uh, I, I really like his approach and how he plays the game. But you know, I think at some point they'll all hit the wall and then they have to reload and reset. But you know, overall, I think that, I think it's a good setup and I think it gives them some good depth. Uh, They've got some youngsters in the minor league system that are really emerging, so I I like the direction of the team.
2: Well, Claves, I want to highlight two young guys in particular, Matthew Libertor and Nolan Gorman, who both had uh, strong weekends for the St. Louis Cardinals. What was your thought on what you've seen out of these two so far?
1: I was impressed with their ability to adjust, um, especially Libertor. In his first outing in Pittsburgh, he was okay. He did a nice job. I thought. He showed to be a little bit more aggressive in his second outing at home. Uh, You know, he has more than a curveball. I mean, he's got a variety of pitches. I just think he has to throw them with confidence. And Gorman, uh, I just like the way he adjusts from at-bat to at-bat. You know, he's going to strike out. I don't think anybody's going to argue that point. But I don't think he's that, that softball slugger, if you know what I mean, where he's just sitting back in the cup just waiting on somebody to lob him a meatball. He is a guy that I've seen really do some things, going the other way with pitches, looking for the gaps, uh, little adjustments that he continues to make. And even though teams are still trying to figure out how to pitch him, he's given them a lot to try and digest.
0: Klebs, as you watched the weekend, the four games against Milwaukee, and it's only a snapshot, obviously, but we've seen the Cardinals and the Brewers a couple of times so far. How do you think the Cardinals stack up?
1: Good question, uh, and I, I don't know if we know yet. Uh, Milwaukee can pitch, okay? They don't have the household names, but they have found a way to develop some legitimate pitching, not only in their starters, but their, their bullpen has done a remarkable job. Uh, the question is, will they be able to hit? And I think the bigger question is, is Yelich ever going to come back to being the player that we thought he was a few years ago? Uh, they've got a couple of holes in their lineup, but they have a couple of guys who just seem to torment the Cardinals. Tyron Taylor is one that just finds a way to put the ball in play against St. Louis. Uh, but I think their bigger concern is how are they going to be offensively. And I say that about a team that leads the National League in home runs.
0: Yeah, and, and you know what, Mike? It's interesting with Yelich. Uh, only a 695 OPS 229 and he had the leg injury a few years ago I wonder if this is not unlike what happened with Alan Craig here if, if his lower half was so affected by the injury that he just can't get it back
1: you know Randy I, I think there may be something to it throw in the fact that his back was barking there for a while so anytime you have problems below the belt line uh, it can really stunt your growth and development uh, so you know he he's I won't say he's, not, he's half the guy he was. He's three-quarters of the guy he was. He, he doesn't throw very well anymore either. So uh, the injuries have made, maybe have caught up to him. I know they keep thinking he's going to turn around, and anytime you talk to somebody from Milwaukee, they say, yeah, you know, we're seeing a little bit of this, a little bit more of that. And, you know, the stat that everyone loves to use to justify that they're, they're making an impact is the hard hit rate. And that's great, you know, I'm glad that, you know hard hits better than I guess a strikeout, but if you're hitting it hard to certain people, I'm not sure if it makes a big deal of difference in your batting average or your on base percentage. So he's a guy that I think still has to be very good in order for them to win.
2: Clave you're around the team every day. You have eyes on these guys, so you're the perfect person to answer this question. I've been wondering, is Paul Goldschmidt, in fact, human? Because I'm I'm kind of thinking he might be an alien or a robot or something. I mean, 352, 21-game hitting streak. He is just playing out of his mind right now.
1: You know, Michelle, I was thinking the same thing, and I saw these little microchips near his locker. I don't know where they insert them at, but he is just... I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it for a month. You know, the, the one-year Albert... Uh, won the batting championship, he was kind of automatic like this. But Goldschmidt, I think what intrigues me more than anything else is how many times he cashes somebody in with two strikes. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of guys in this game, when they get the two-strike count, you see their average just plummet. But Goldschmidt has made some good pitchers pay with two-strike counts, uh, which tells me he's processing what they tried to do to him before they got to the the, uh, two-strikes. And sometimes these pitchers would try and come back with that same pitch, but they miss by a little bit. Goldschmidt sitting on it. And either he's hitting a home run or he's hitting a double. And I think what, what really makes him an impressive guy at this point is his ability to go the other way, find a right center field gap uh, on Sunday. You know, he was down to his last strike with regard to his hitting streak and was concerned. And instead of trying to pull a slider, he decided to just drop the head on it and take it the other way to keep the streak alive. Uh, Yesterday he was in a similar situation. Pitcher missed in on him and he made him pay. So uh, he's seeing the ball well, obviously he's covering the plate. Well, Uh, he's doing a lot of things that, He's allowing his patience to handle everything for him, and man, it's fun to watch.
0: And thank goodness for that, because obviously, with the injuries to O'Neill and Carlson, and Arenado has struggled in May, hitting only 184 with the 622 OPS, Goldie has been the guy. I'm, I'm waiting for the day, and it's going to happen at some point, Mike, where Goldie's hitting like he has for May, and Arenado will hit like he did in April, and the Cardinals will be absolutely unstoppable.
1: Well, I agree with you, Randy. And there's a couple other guys that can get it going, not of the dominance that you mentioned of the first two guys. But, you know, we're still waiting to see the consistency of of Gorman. Granted, it's a small sample size. Bader's got a quiet 10-game hitting streak going as well. So there's some other guys in the order. If you can just get them to just be a little bit more consistent – then that means there won't be an easy out in the order, and that, I think you'll really see this Cardinal team go.
2: Claves, I, of course, wanted to ask you about the Blues as well. We're doing our, our Blues season wrap-up on the show today after the loss on Friday. Uh, granted, a lot of things to discuss here, and the Colorado Avalanche, certainly a tough opponent, but when you look at this Blues team, how would you describe the season?
1: Well, you know, I've been wrestling with this for the last couple of days. You know, there were a lot of good things that happened in this season. Uh, the winning streaks, and the, certainly after the Winter Classic and when they got on that roll. But I was always concerned about the physical presence and, and the fact that they just didn't have enough pushback like they've had in the past. Uh, the defense obviously was chewed up a lot with injury. Uh, where would they be without Nick Letty? And it, it'll be interesting to see what his role will be if he's going to be in the plans with the St. Louis Blues next year because I think we've seen the other two promising defensemen and Perunovich and, and Mikola and Callie Rosen made, made a name for himself. But who's next after that group? So maybe Nick Letty's going to be part of this. I, I'd like to see him be part of it because we see one thing, that he can cover people who can skate, all right? And that's something I think you, you want to make sure you have. And with him, Falk, and Pareko, all with that same skill set, it makes them a formidable uh, pairs pairs of defensemen that they're going to have. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more grit and I'd also like to see some of the younger players move up on lines. You know, the bottom line is you you have to be good in your own end defensively before you can be given the responsibility of having more ice time. But I think I issued a challenge to, uh, Torpenko, uh, Logan Brown's got to be a guy that's got to be in that mix And, and let's see what they can do moving up. Now, the question is who moves out, and and I think they have some real tough questions. You know, what do you do with Tarasenko? Can you get a lot for him after he proved to have a very successful year? I mean, there are a lot of moving parts, and the salary cap always reaps his head up, and uh, we'll see what that happens with regard to who can you afford and who you can't afford. But the one thing about Doug Armstrong that I think we've all come to realize, he is the, the prototypical general manager that moves a person the year before everybody else thinks you should move them. And so I would not be shocked if there's a player that we never saw coming and then you say, well, we got this other guy who can step in and roll, and maybe Doug Armstrong gets something for him to help the team in the future.
0: Clemson. Uh... As you know, having been around sports for such a long time, and I I know, and uh, Michelle knows, there are no better people with better stories in sports than equipment guys and trainers. And the latest Joe West 5460 podcast, you guys have the Giants' longtime trainer, Ronnie Barnes.
1: Ronnie Barnes has been around for a long time, okay? He was there in the Lawrence Taylor era. So when you think about the stories he has for Lawrence Taylor and Bill Parcells, I think you'll get, get the message here. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Ronnie's been around. Gosh, I guess Ronnie's well, – he's a young 70, I believe. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but he's seen a lot and done a lot. And, and good trainers are very hard to come by. We're very fortunate in St. Louis to have a, a good trio of trainers. But, you know, when you get one, they normally don't move around very much. And if you recall, you think about – who we have now with Adam and and Chris, you think about Barry Weinberg, you think about Gene Gieselman. I mean, those guys had long tours of duty in St. Louis, and Ronnie Barnes has the same impact even today with the the New York Giants. So uh, I would encourage people to take a listen. He's a lot of fun. And I believe next week uh, we have Jerry Reinsdorf, who Mm -hmm. apparently, and I didn't know this, Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't talk to anybody. I mean, people in Chicago haven't heard a a public word from Jerry Reinsdorf in years, but he was kind enough to uh, visit with Joe and myself, and uh, he had some interesting things to say about the game. And, you know, he's the only American owner that's won in two different sports a a professional championship. You know, Jack Kent Cooke did it with the uh, Lakers and the Redskins, but Jack Kent Cooke was from Canada. So Jerry Reinsdorf has a a lot of rarities about him. And championships happens to be something he is familiar with.
0: That's awesome! Can't wait to hear that one. And this week, Roddy Barnes, the longtime trainer of the Giants, Claves, always good to talk to you. Have a great week and enjoy your time in Chicago next weekend.
1: Well, we'll be there for a long enough period of time that the tax rate <laughs> will certainly go up. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, five days and four nights in four days, man. Good luck to everybody. In the way, the Cubs pitching staff has been chewed up here recently. Who knows how long we'll be there.
0: (laughs) Right. Hours and hours and hours. Clayton, great job. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. All right. You guys have a great week. You too. See you later. Mike Claiborne with us on 101 ESPN.
1: When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week. So patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover. We'll help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from ten popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com/slash online privacy protection.